0: podcast. My name is Amanda and today I have a guest on here that I have known for many many years and I'm very excited about. James McLeod is joining us and just a little intro of James how we know each other. He was actually one of my very first friends at Taylor back in freshman year. We were in the same O group which is if you don't know what O group is it's where basically they make a class And they provide you friends, so you're not lonely for (laughs) four years. They give you a chance, at least. So uh, we became friends through that. And then for the rest of our time at Taylor, we continued to be friends. Um, And James is someone I knew could always have a good laugh with, or always joking around, not taking things very seriously. But there's also another side where he has a lot of depth and wisdom and his faith. And another thing I appreciate is... James was the person that allowed me to meet Becca. At the time, Becca Carp, who is one of my very, very best friends. And she's actually here because you guys are now married, which whoop, whoop. is crazy. But for four years, I kind of in a lot of different ways, got to walk alongside you and Becca and just have a ton of respect for your guys' relationship because it is so Christ-centered. So I'm excited to have you on here, talk about just the wisdom that um, you have and how Christ has worked in your life, Uh, and we have this verse that's been playing a part in your life here recently as well, so thank you so much for joining.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I I honestly love what you're doing here, and I'm not surprised because... um, I mean, you took it back to when we were meeting, when we met freshman year. Mm -hmm. And so um, just knowing you all these years and knowing your personality and then seeing your growth and seeing you take everything along the way and pour it into this is something that I think is awesome. And I think you're really going to glorify God in it and just hearing what you have coming up with different people you have coming on here. Mm -hmm. I feel like... Super honored to be a guest. Wow. So um, I'm really, really proud of what you're doing here, and uh, excited to do this today.
0: Thank you. Oh, so nice. So <laughs> let's uh, jump into it. The first question I like to ask everyone that comes on is, "How has God been pouring good into your life lately?" Wow. Big question. So
1: we could we could go for a while on this. Uh huh. Let's hear. Um, it. Well, I think God's been extremely good just over the past year. Mm-hmm. So, um, my wife now, Becca, wow. um, me, we, um, graduated from Taylor in 2021 and then did long distance from about July, June, July, um, until we got married. Um, but in that time I had moved out to St. Louis, um, to do my job, which is pharmaceutical sales. Mm-hmm. Um. It's a job that I never really saw myself doing. Amanda kind of knows me. Like, I have a lot of depth, Mm -hmm. but I'm not super extroverted. Like, I don't like to go and chat people's ear off or, you know, finger snap and charm or anything like that. Yeah. So it was was a different transition, but I realized that God had put me in that position for a reason. Mm -hmm. Um, Because um, one of our mentors who we do Bible study with, John Laster um he kind of helped me realize that in this position where you're maintaining relationships with people the biggest thing you do is just care about them mm-hmm. and that's all i felt like at that time because my skill set was so low that's all i felt like i could do mm-hmm. um and so took a really roundabout answer to that question yeah, but no, i mean from that time god um he really sustained me i was living in st louis by myself learning a new job by myself away from my girlfriend, then fiance for about 12, 10, 12 months. So it was a time where I really learned how to be a man and be a man of God. Mm -hmm. And in that time, God strategically placed people in my life um, to make sure that I was growing. So um, John Laster, Ganson Salmon, um, Jeremiah Bustle, all people that are from Indy we're in small group with that stayed connected through that whole time. And they kind of trained me up to be ready to lead a house with Becca as my wife um, and to take a step into the journey God is preparing for both of us. And so I think the people God's placed in our life, even with you coming to Indy for Mm -hmm. small group, that was amazing um, because you had always been so close with Becca and I. And so just to see you, come outside of the Taylor bubble with us has always been awesome. So I think God always does great things through people. And so that's a big way he's been pouring into my life.
0: Wow, that's so, so good. And I agree those people, now knowing them, it's no surprised that they just were teaching you and growing you so much and I know they've done that in my life as well which is uh really exciting but you're so right like community is everything because especially in St. Louis like it can be super lonely when you're in this new place and you don't feel super equipped and so to have people that you know can be home from far away from home uh is crucial and especially in this walk to keep you on on track with where, where God has you. So that's awesome. And I think that leads perfectly into this scripture. Um, so would you go ahead and read this for us?
1: Yes. So just a little bit of background on this scripture. Um, came across it this past week. Yeah. And so right now I feel like I'm in a season of life where with work being so busy and then also being a fairly new husband and just a lot of things going on, I can lose sight of Um, where I'm supposed to be with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And this scripture really brought me back home. Um, And so I'll read it here. So it's Matthew 13, um, verses 44 through um, 46. No, it's actually verses 44. Yeah, it's verses 44 through 46. And it starts, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field, in his excitement, he hit it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. And then verse 45, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. And um, so in this passage of scripture, Jesus is teaching in parables. And so he's talking with the disciples and they ask him, you're like, why are you teaching in parables? Mm-hmm. And so um, he tells them, like, he's hidden some things from people, but it's a blessing for them to hear these parables and to understand them. And he says that prophets and teachers have been longing to hear what they're hearing and understand what they're understanding at this time. Um, And I don't want to get too far ahead, but this scripture is just extremely powerful because I'm just thinking about, wow, like, we have the privilege to know, like, the King of Kings— the ruler of the whole universe, who has his hand on absolutely everything. And if it really means that much to us, we should be like that merchant who found a valuable pearl and be willing to get rid of anything that is keeping us from it. Um, And so that's, that's scripture that's been on my heart, and that's convicted me a lot.
0: Yeah, definitely. And let's go a little bit deeper into this. Like when you read this... Why do you think, in particular, this one, out of all the parables, was the one that was was sticking out to you?
1: I would say this one stuck out to me the most because it directly speaks to our action. Um, Mm. It directly speaks to our decision to fully um, commit to following the Lord, to fully um, um, commit to glorifying Him in all of our actions throughout our day. And um, in our thoughts, um, in our heart, uh, all around it, it directly speaks to that. Um, and for me personally, there's it's convicted me because there's a lot of different little distractions in my life right now. Mm-hmm. There's different things like, um, and I always talk about John. We make uh, we make these worldly things the it and we, we want to chase it, and we want to have it, and we want to get more of it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the times we can treat the things that we're chasing in the world like how we're supposed to be chasing the kingdom of heaven. Yeah, that's so true. And so um, even, with, even with work, uh, me personally, I know I can put it on a pedestal mm-hmm. and let it consume me and let that take precedent over God instead of just letting him be the it. And chasing him and let him um, do what he's always been doing, which is, you know, pushing me to, uh, to succeed through, through his power and his strength. Um, and so that's why it stood out to me, because I think it's just this season of life that I'm in yeah. um, with the things that are surrounding me. And I know that he's calling me to go deeper. And I think this is such a clear picture of what it looks like to go deeper.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love you talking about that it factor of of life and uh, how lost we can get into chasing after the things of this world, even if it is our ministry or mm. it's the ways that we want to show God. If that thing becomes bigger than God, then we've missed it. Exactly. And so that that's so good. And I think there is so much to unpack in this scripture specifically. Um, so let's go ahead and start with that first sentence. I mean, that's already mm-hmm. like so much to kind of dig into, but the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. What does this analogy, like, what does that show you? Like, how did you interpret that?
1: So for me personally, I think it kind of goes back to what Jesus was talking to them about, about how the secret of the kingdom of heaven, the secret of the word is not revealed to everybody. Right, right. It's almost something, in my opinion, like this man stumbled upon it or th- it was mm-hmm. revealed to this man, but it was hidden. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's such when he found it, I I think about how great of a blessing to him it was to find it Yeah. Um, and to kind of just pull it back a little bit. For us to know Christ is like the greatest thing we could ever know. Mm-hmm. If we didn't do anything else in life, it is the greatest thing we could ever know. Yeah. Um, and so just as I'm interpreting it, and I I never like to take it too far out of context if I don't know what it's saying completely, yeah. but um, when I think about just the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered in a hidden field, hidden in the field, um, I refer back to that verse where he's just saying, it's a blessing for you to know this because not everybody gets to, stumble upon this great treasure. Mm-hmm. And so when you do, this is what you treat it as.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think the treating it as is also another part because this guy didn't just steal the treasure. Like mm-hmm. he could have just went and tried to kind of gain the richness of the treasure if we continue this this analogy. But um, Jesus doesn't say that. He didn't just take the treasure, but he bought the entire field. Like, what, what held it? And at this time, I was reading different commentaries and things about this, and they said that this was actually... They didn't have banks back then. So, what a lot of people would do was they would bury their highest treasures. And in that, that way, no one would be able to find it. And so... Um, yeah, I just think that's something that uh, we have to take as well is like it's not just the treasure that this person sought after. It was actually the entire field, like what mm. was possessed in it. Oh,
1: that's such a good point. And that's something I honestly looked over that he purchased the entire field. Yeah. It just, And I think it goes back to what I was feeling earlier just about um, the Lord calling me deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, because I guess if we're still going with the analogy – Mm-hmm. he could have just dug that up and took it along with him but i just i just feel the lord pushing on me of how deep this really is or how deep he's calling us yeah. to not only just focus on that but everything around it like he did that's yeah. that's a very very good point
0: yeah so then we can continue on to the the next parable that they actually group together. And I think that's a super crucial part to dive into. But mm-hmm. let's go on to this next one because this one is different. It's actually saying the merchant was looking for fine pearls. So mm-hmm. tell me what stuck out in this part, this parable.
1: Wow. Yeah, for this one, um, they both feel uh, very similar to me. But to your point about that merchant looking for choice pearls, it kind of makes me. Um, and I, I might need a little bit of help, but it kind of makes me think about the innate desire for us to look for something higher, yeah. to look for something like greater than us. Mm-hmm. Because we even think about other religions or we think about people who are in other quote unquote spiritualities. Mm-hmm. They Everybody wants something higher. But as far as this merchant looking for choice pearls, mm-hmm. he... Um, he found a pearl of great value yeah. so this pearl is distinguished and so when I think about that, I think about there's no other God like our God. Mm-hmm. there's another way like his way mm-hmm. there's only only his way and right. only one way to him and so um, and just putting those two together and I'm just talking out loud right now but um, when everybody's looking for something, there's only one that is worth. selling everything for
0: yeah it's crazy that you made that connection with like everyone's looking for it because what i have written down here was how do we see this in today's culture and it's so true like even in the self-care or the spirituality or zodiac signs or whatever it is Mm -hmm. we all have a divine hole in our hearts that we're waiting to fill and a lot of us are putting in, maybe they are fine pearls, maybe they are um, pearls of some sort that, that fulfill us for a period of time, but you're nailed it with the like, he's so distinguished. And there's yeah. only one thing that's actually going to fulfill us the way that we were created to be fulfilled. And there's no surprise that a lot of these people that practice self care end up in a hard place mental health wise. And obviously there's a place for self-care, but Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like where that's your, your God is yourself. Then you struggle with mental health and then maybe, um, your God is helping others, but then Mm -hmm. you struggle with, uh, not caring for yourself enough. Like there is this balance, um, that can't be met unless your eyes are actually put on something that's higher and that's created Mm -hmm. um, our plan for us. And so, um, yeah, tell me a little bit more about about where your thoughts are with with culture and and how we miss it sometimes.
1: Oh, it's it's so hard to get it all the time. Yeah. And I think that's the great thing about the grace he provides us Mm -hmm. because – we're so imperfect and we miss the mark so much more than we actually realize we do.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, And so I feel like we, the pulls of the world are so strong. And I think that that's why we have to constantly renew our minds every single day in his word. Mm -hmm. Because um, every time that our feet hit the ground after we get out of the bed, the enemy's trying to pull us in his direction. Or even just trying to keep us in the same spot, true, yeah um, and so I think it's it's just so hard because there's so many distractions in the world. I know me personally, um, I bring up work quite a bit mm-hmm. um, and just success overall outside of um, outside of this book. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. the world defines it as, yeah, because it's so shiny um, yep. and it's and it's um. And it's, I think it overall is trying to fill a void that only he can fill. Yeah. And so I'll, like, I'll just tell a personal story just about me this year dealing with work and having certain goals. And um, I know, um, and I told you guys this at Bible study, but this whole year I um, made it a goal to be rookie of the year mm-hmm. in this area of my company. And glory to God, I'm actually in the running right now so crazy. to, yeah, to do that. Awesome. But so many times throughout this year, that was my it. It consumed me. Mm -hmm. And being alone in St. Louis, um, it was a deliberate decision every day to either chase this, Mm -hmm. the word, or to chase these things the world calls success. Right. Um, And so it's hard to not, it's hard to miss, it's easy to miss the mark because It's a deliberate decision every day to be constantly in the word and constantly in prayer and constantly in worship. Um, And the thing we have to remember is that we're created for worship. So when we miss the mark and start focusing on these other things, Mm -hmm. we're essentially making them an idol. And since we're people created for worship, it's only natural. If we're not focusing on the word of God, we're going to worship these other things. Right. So we have to deliberate make, deb- deliberately make a ce- decision to focus on the word and to be in constant worship of him. Yeah. So.
0: yeah, no, that is so, so good and such a great reminder. I think for any Christian, like being lukewarm in that is just as scary almost as it would be to, to not know it at all. Because if we, if we do lose sight of the treasure being Christ, then other things do sometimes mock and um, disguise themselves as treasure. Mm-hmm. And so it reminds me of the pick up, my, pick up your cross and follow me. Like when we think of that, that's one of the biggest suffering stories we hear. So sometimes like finding the treasure and uh, taking possession of it isn't pretty and glamorous, but the result, the end goal, the eternity of it is the treasure. And so even in this, it's the kingdom of heaven is like treasure. And sometimes the field is just, it just looks like the field. Like it's nothing pretty and shiny, but it's what's under it. What, what it's made for, which is, is the goodness of it.
1: That's so good.
0: Yeah. So why do you think in this specifically, like he has two parables, like he's really driving this in. Where do you see the parallels in these? And, um, Yeah, why do you think he he put it in that way?
1: I love, so when you bring that up, so in verse 44, he says, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure. And then in verse 45, he says, again. So I think, you know, growing up in the church and growing growing in faith, when we see something repeated, Mm -hmm. then it's like, all right, let's take a double. Let's take a double take and really take this in. Uh, Because he's obviously trying to communicate something here. Um, And to put it, and I don't want to oversimplify it because I think it's greater. um, It means something extremely great. I think that um, why he put these two is to just show us, at least show me, that this is worth everything. Mm -hmm. Because... I feel like he's saying like, James, there's some strong pools in your life. Yeah. Are you willing, if I called you to, to sell all of that for me, if I said, come, mm-hmm. if I said, pick up your cross and follow me this way. Um, and that's a that's a convicting question for me. And I feel like I've been asking myself that question more frequently because to think that he could, or to think that, um, you could possibly be in that situation where he asks you to, to do something, um, such as, you know, put work to the side, mm-hmm. leave work, or um, even like relationships, things that seem so important. Will would you be willing to do it then? And I think where I want to be is for that answer, without a doubt, to be yes, God. Yeah. Every time. And I, um, I know that it would, but for me, I want to, I want to grow to that space where it's not even a question
0: Yeah.
1: and, um, man, that was a long answer, but no, it, it really, good. that's where it really spoke to me. I don't, I don't want it to be a question like mm-hmm. immediately, like when you brought up Jesus calling them to pick up their cross and follow him. Mm-hmm. After everyone, it says immediately they left everything. Right.
0: That's so true. That's
1: so a just a yeah.
0: I love that. And I think the the sell everything part, like the treasure part and the fine pearls part, I'm like, bring it on. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want that. And it's like, yeah, but then you lose everything else. And it's like, oh, <laughs> okay, wait a second. Hold on. Because I have things that kind of look like treasure and right. I love a lot. And what are you actually saying here?
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, I think that that's such a struggle, but how do we get there then? Right. Is the, is the big question. I'd be curious on how you're refining that part of your life.
1: That is where the Lord is working on me. But, Mm -hmm. um, no, I think that kind of like what we were saying before is to just be in this every day. Yeah. Um, and for me personally, and we talked about this at Bible study. I bring this up all the time because uh-huh. it's such an impactful time of the week yep. um, with impactful people. Um, but I think we're going around doing like, okay, how was your week? Mm-hmm. And I think John was saying that he got in his Bible every day in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so um, I noticed that when I do that, every, like, my focus and outlook for the day is just different. So true. It's, it's just different. You put, it's like putting on a new pair of glasses, like you see clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me personally, my life is different. I'm, um, I would say I'm more plugged in mm-hmm. to the Lord when I'm in his word and hearing from him Yeah. that way. And I think, I don't think it's supposed to be easy. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's easy all the time. I'll say that. Yeah. I don't think it's easy all the time. I think there's times where we go through seasons where we may not feel like getting up and getting in the word, or we may, um, we may just feel like we're not hearing from him and start to maybe de- neglect doing what we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think regardless, regardless, like it's, it's a blessing for us to even have his word in front of us Totally. Yeah. and, um, we should just, despite how we're feeling, this isn't about feelings. Like faith is, True. faith isn't about feelings. Like this is absolute truth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's nothing more than, it's, it's more than a blessing to know what absolute truth is. And so despite how we feel, we should strive to, to know him more every day because yeah. he is the truth.
0: Yeah, I think that, that all circles around, too, this idea of culture, like, everyone's seeking after this feeling good, mm-hmm. and all of this is, like, we're selling things, like, how much we give is how much more we're gaining in Christ, and he already did the ultimate sacrifice, so our sacrifices yeah. is, is the blessing, like, that's the part we get to continue to, like, honor that suffering and, and live in that suffering and still know that we actually get the benefit of it, mm-hmm. and... So I think that is so good. And it's this idea of true value. And Mm -hmm. we constantly are trying to define value in our lives, whether it's in work and how how successful I am in work or in my relationship and where are my priorities and all this stuff. But if we don't put the true value of what created us here, then Mm -hmm. everything else gets in the wrong order. And you saying like you're starting your day – in the word and you see a different outlook look like of course you do because it's finally like this is the true value and everything else is pouring from that and it's not always easy and there are dry seasons but i truly believe god places dry seasons seasons in our life for us to continue to be obedient and show up Absolutely. continue to like pull pull our crosses up and Um, and sometimes we're on fire for the Lord and it feels like the easiest thing. Like I'm just giddy to open up my Bible and open up my word. And all of those are blessings because we're able to experience the true, the true character of God. Mm -hmm. Um, because there was times where Jesus suffered and was really sad and there's times he's playing with children and really happy. And, uh, there's times he's questioning like, God, is this really what you want me to do? And there's times where he's just teaching on fire for, for what his ministry is. And so we get to experience a lot of what we see Christ experience on earth. And, and that's the beauty of it, I think. Yeah,
1: for sure. And I think it's also being good, um, in the waiting seasons, learning how to wait. I think maybe I might've had this conversation with Becca. Mm -hmm. Oh no, it was with John. Okay. Again. Yeah. Um, this
0: is me too, though. But after a small group, like, my friends are like, shut up about small group. I'm like, no, guys, it's like, it's doing something in it's me. It's really, so I get it.
1: really good. It's it's such a blessing. It is. Um, but one of his verses, um, I think it's his favorite verse. It's in Psalms. It's, um, Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Hmm. Um, And it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like, we feel like we're waiting for things to happen in life, but we already have everything we need. Like we already have the treasure and what more to do than to pour in it through the word and to pour in it through, pour in it through prayer and worship and let that be it. And so, um, that's, that's where I'm growing in my life. We, me and John, um, and I, um, in Ganson, we do wig calls Mm Mhm. And so, um,
0: tell me about those because those have been something that I've now added into my life a little bit. Um, so talk about that. I think that has a lot to do with community and keeping our eyes on that treasure.
1: Yeah, they're they're huge, and I. Um, so right now, I'm I'm actually needing to get back to John on my goals that mm-hmm. I did or did not accomplish this week. So in our WIC calls, we um, come together, and we. And actually, in the beginning of the year, we came together and wrote out goals, overall goals we had for different areas of our life, Mm -hmm. whether it was um, spiritual, relational, um, in work, um, in physical goals. Mm -hmm. And each week come together to figure out how we're going to accomplish these goals um, week by week to get to our bigger goals. And so this is a new concept to me because I'm never that organized and it's been a process to learn how to um, be consistent through these goals week after week. And quite honestly, it's been less consistent than more, but I've still grown so much because it's kind of like training your mind to do exactly the opposite at what you've been doing for 23 years, 24 years. Right. Um, But in these calls, um, we start off with gratitudes. So talk to each other about what you're thankful for. And I love that we start those calls off that way because you never realize how much you're taking for granted. And I remember in the calls initially, um, because there were three of us, I'd be kind of short on my gratitudes and John would be like what else are you thankful for and it was kind of like i'm missing out like i'm missing something uh-huh. like i like why am i not more thankful for these these little things um and so even in the seasons where we i hadn't been able to join the week calls or we haven't had them i've noticed that if i get up and just start thanking the lord for everything then my perspective changes oh, Yeah. so we start them off um what we're thankful for um we talk about our weeks um what went well um what happened specifically whether it was relational spiritual um physical anything that um was was noteworthy and then we um, talk about what score we got for our our goals that we had for that week and so it for me these calls were really, um, they really kind of teach you how to and of course not just be a man because you all are doing it but they teach you how to be a man or a woman of God mm-hmm. and do exactly what you said you were gonna do
0: right yeah
1: um, because that's our standard totally that's that's just our standard mm-hmm. um, and um, yeah those calls are super impactful. So back, um, like in <laughs> these WIC calls, um, I I remember I was in St. Louis and I was telling the guys, like, yeah, you know, the season's been hard because I feel like, you know, it's been a long time. Beck and I were engaged, I was a little frustrated because it felt like it was taking forever, uh-huh. and um, work was still, I haven't found my flow in work and everything like that, mm-hmm. and John. Um John told me his favorite verse with it saying, Lord, for what do I wait? My hope is in you. Um, and so that's, that speaks really heavy because when you think about it, all of this is going to pass. Right. Like when I was frustrated about, you know, Becca and I not being married yet, that came faster than I could ever imagine. And it went faster than I could ever imagine. All of this is so fleeting. Yeah. And so with that, I learned how important it was to to realize we have everything that we need in Christ.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if we even take the, the regular Tuesdays and remember that, then we gain so much more than we, we ever thought that we were chasing.
0: Yeah. Well, so. that is... That's so good and such a great, great reminder for us because it's so easy to forget that and to put too much um, weight on what we want to be happening in our lives and what we're expecting. And I think another thing to take from that is this value, and we talked about it throughout this whole thing, of community. Like if you have other people around you that also are seeking the same true value of Christ and that this is what it's all about and that's the treasure we're seeking, then we are going to continue to have goals set for us and we're going to have accountability around us. And our life is going to be so much more fruitful because they are walking along with you. And I know you and Becca do that so well in your marriage and these calls that you're talking about, but just the friendships and relationships that you guys are even getting now in St. Louis and your new church and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, it's no surprise that that, uh, these things are being revealed to you more as your community is growing more. And in being in St. Louis, like there was a lot of struggle during that time when you were alone without Becca and without these people, um, right with you, uh, that it, it's harder to remember this true value that's going mm-hmm. on and everything suffers because of it. And I know in my life I was here in Upland and for a while I didn't have community at all. And I ha- found this small group and I've had a lot of refining my friendships to be more Christ centered. And now I'm like every person that I talk to, we can't not talk about Christ. And then when I talk to other people that don't know the Lord, I have to tell them about it because it's every part of my life. And yes. that true value just completely reforms your entire day-to-day, the boring Tuesdays, the yeah. exciting Saturdays, that it's all looking to this light that's so much bigger and more valuable. And it's this field of treasure and these fine pearls and a uh, distinguished life with Christ. It's oh, just, just so good.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, so even in this passage in chapter 13, mm-hmm. um, He talks about, well, multiple times, and I think it might even be after that. Um, Yeah, so it's after that. So verse 47 through 52, um, he's basically giving a parable to them, talking about separating the righteous from the wicked. Hmm. Um, And not that what I'm about to say is directly what this passage is like, saying to us yeah. but just thinking about seasons of refinement seasons of waiting um kind of like with you being here mm-hmm. in upland or you god, you refining god helping you refine your relationships and make them more christ-centered mm-hmm. um he's constantly separating the things that are good for us from the bad and burning the bad away yeah um And so, I mean, when you just said that, I think in those seasons of waiting that we're in, we have to um, be prayerful and be mindful of, the Lord's probably weeding some stuff out that doesn't need to be in my life right now. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's so true.
1: Um, But yeah, not that that's what this passage is saying, but it just made me think about that for like those who are in a waiting season Mm -hmm. or in a season where they think that The Lord isn't moving. Mm -hmm. There's probably something to look out for. There's probably growth um, that um, he's facilitating. So being prayerful about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's so good. Well, James, thank you so much for coming on and talking. And there was just so much wisdom in that, so much... uh, practicality and how we can exercise this in our lives and also just what God is constantly pouring into us and and uh, wanting for our lives. And so this is a great reminder and also brought new ideas into into my mind and seeing this in a new way. So thank you so much for sharing and being here.
1: Thank you for having me. I am excited for what's to come with the podcast and uh, and yeah this is awesome
0: awesome thanks bye
1: guys now we're free to let people know we're hands and feet and you stand
0: as you go